0: Isn't it you all do know that heaven's a real place amen uh, and uh, heaven uh, well I did a, a I did a graveside service yesterday uh, for a lady uh, 94 years young and um, she uh, asked me a few months ago to come by and visit with her to see her and pray with her and talk with her and and um, she of course she assured me she uh, knew the Lord as her savior and she said, um, "I'm getting ready to to go." She said, "I don't mind going to heaven. It's a great thing to go to heaven." But she said, "I do mind leaving my loved ones behind and not being with them until they come." And that is true for for many of us. Amen. Uh, we 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 want to go to heaven, but we also uh, you know hate to leave uh, hate to leave our loved ones for a short time, but. Anyway, it's uh, wonderful to have each of you. Peyton, Meredith, good to have you. Peyton's trying to get out of his deal. They got engaged, and and she said, no way. And I said, Peyton, you did get her to sign a little clause. And she said, I'm not going to sign anything. So uh, anyway, they're a blessing. Good to have them. I want you to take your Bibles. Here's what we're going to do this morning. Years ago, uh, Mr. Price back there and a few of you that uh, used to uh, 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 go to Gateway over in that direction. How many of you remember a, a little fellow? He, uh, he was more round than he was tall. Where's, where's Big Al? Uh, Big Al, he was more round than he was tall. Do you know who I'm talking about? Harold Wall. Harold Wall. He, was, uh, he, he delivered mail. He was uh, one of the greatest Christians that I've ever met in my life. One, one evening, one morning, I don't know what it was, but Big Al didn't have a jacket, and he needed a jacket. Uh, he, he was going to be an usher that, that day. And so Big Al, you know Big Al, how tall and everything. He said, Brother Harold, I, I need to borrow your jacket. And so anyway, he, he borrowed that jacket, and and it it was the funniest thing watching Big Al go and take up offering in Harold Wall's jacket, but Harold Wall also taught Sunday school, and uh, I asked him one morning uh, I I hadn't been saved long, I said Brother Harold I said how how do you know what to teach I said how how do you how do you know what your uh, class needs how, how do you know this He said Brother Shake he said. I pick up God's word, I read it and what he gives to me I give to other people and I thought, well that's pretty good advice that's what I've tried to do all my life you you read the Bible I go to my garage early in the morning and uh, fix my coffee and then I read my Bible this past week when I was over just doing my daily Bible reading, the Lord just sort of impressed upon my heart that that Look, you need to preach uh, the the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. There's someone that's going to be there Sunday that, uh, that's going to need need that, to know that God can do the impossible. How many of you ever heard the expression, stuck between a rock and a hard place? Well, most of us have heard that. How many of you have ever been there? You've been stuck between a rock and a hard place, and, and, and I... It can be in different areas of your life. Right now, Janet's heart is broken. Yes, her her dad is in the glories of heaven, but we've been there with a a passing of a, a loved one that our heart is, is broken. And, and the question is, can God give us what we need to get through that loss of a job, uh, loss of a child, uh, a broken relationship? We could go on and on, news about. Uh, cancer, my wife right now, along with many of you, uh, trying to take care of elderly parents, and uh, and and so can can God really take care of us when we uh, have the Egyptian army behind us and the Red Sea in front of us? There's there's no way out. Well, I want to say this: uh, I, there's always a way out if our trust is in the Lord. So first of all. I want us to to look at the book of Romans for a moment. I'm doing this on purpose here, okay? Turn to Romans, if you don't mind. Romans chapter 4. I was not going to do this, but I said, you know what? I need this this morning. I think the church will need it this morning. Romans chapter 4, verse 21. The Bible says this. Well, wait a minute. I hear pages. Say amen when you get there. And being fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he, God, was able also to perform. How many of you believe that? What what God has promised, he's able to perform. You believe that? Okay, now go back to Exodus. That's where we're going to be here in just a moment. Exodus, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 3, if you will, uh, before we jump over to Uh, Exodus chapter 14, the promises that God has given, he is able to perform. Now in Exodus chapter 3, he gives this promise, beginning with verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows." And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. God promised his people, I'm going to deliver you out of the land of Egypt into the promised land. Now, they sang, I, I, I promise that song, I, I'm going to rejoice in that for a long time. Uh, they, the choir sang that song a while ago. That, that's beautiful. I'm talking about God has promised us that everlasting life. The tomb is empty. And uh, God's promise to take care of us not only from salvation to the next few days, but God has promised to take care of us from salvation until we get to heaven. you all believe that? Do you? Look, he has said all the promises in his word, but here's one that we all need today. He made this promise to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, I don't know what kind of grace you need this morning, but I promise you this, God's grace will be sufficient for you. God's grace will be sufficient for all of us. So is God able to take care of his people? Is he able to perform the promises? Yes, he is. So very quickly, uh, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 14. Now, we're going to be in, um, I'll tell you what, I was a youth pastor for uh, about 20 years, and um, we're in youth pastor mode this morning, amen? Ronnie Smith, um, he um he made us a clock up here. He said, this other one wasn't large enough. He said, you and Austin, do not pay any attention to that clock. He said, I'm going to make you a new clock. It's a little bit bigger. And uh, so anyway, according to this clock that Ronnie made, it's 1030. Uh, now, he, he made it, but he forgot to set it, okay? no, Uh this is, this is going to be a message that... Um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll do my very best to get through this but um, the book of Exodus of course most of us know it records the deliverance of God's people out of the land of Egypt toward the promised land and so for many years the uh, the Israelites had been uh, slaves uh, to the Egyptians so under the leadership of Moses they left Egypt and under the direction of God they, they're marching, and, uh, and they march until they get to the Red Sea. And um, so the children of Israel are, and, and much like us, we've been there before. I could give you many stories about our life being between the Egyptians and the Red Sea. But every time God has worked things out, God has delivered. Every time He's promised, He's, he's going to keep the promises. And so now... They are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Egyptians behind them, Red Sea before them. Now Pharaoh and all of the six hundred chariots and the men on horses—they are after the children of Israel. They—they—they they, they woke up and said, "Man, we had it made. They were—they were our slaves. They were our servants, and now they're gone. Let's go back and reclaim them." Now, I want you to—I want you to notice this. When God made this promise. God had a purpose, and He gave it to us in verse number 4. And and I know many of you, I, I, I do not like defeat. God is still on His throne. I do not like when Christians are throwing in the towel right now, saying it is no use. Hey, there's more use right now than ever before in the history of Christianity. Do you realize that the return of Jesus Christ is closer today than it was last week? Amen? So, are we, are, are we living in fear like the, uh, the Israelites? Hey, look, I'm just telling you. I was talking to Bruce Fry the other day. Bruce Fry said, Brother Shake, I am listening for the shout. And folks, we ought to be listening for the shout. Jesus is coming. And do you realize this? When he comes, all of our troubles are going to be gone. Amen? Now, yes, Big Al said in Sunday school, we need to pray for those who are lost without Christ. We need to witness them. I was talking to a man the other day. He made this statement. We were talking about nobody's perfect. I said, well, except for one. I said, Jesus was perfect. He was sinless. And he looked at me, broke my heart. He said, well, I don't know about that. I said, well, you you better know about that. I said, he died for our sins. He was the only one that could die for our sins. So we, we don't need to be living in fear right now, but we do need to be letting our light shine brighter and brighter to let the world know that we're not scared. We still love God. God's uh, in charge, and we need to live in victory. So anyway, I want you to notice God's purpose. I've got to hurry here. I don't have Brother Austin. Uh, you know, I may get through half a page this morning. That's about it, okay, because of, because of you and Ronnie Smith. God's purpose in this. Notice verse 4, uh, Exodus 14. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. And now notice what God says. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts. Let me just say this. We live in a corrupt society today. Uh, We we're talking about keeping promises. Uh, We do not live in a land where politicians keep promises. Look. They can make all the promises they want. They, I, I really believe it's on my heart. Most of them, majority of them, have no intentions of keeping their promises. All they want is they want power. They want to live a life of, of power over people. It's not about America anymore. It's not about our children anymore. It's about I want my way. This is what I want, and this is what, how we're going to get it. But they don't keep their promises. Many people no longer used to be you kept a promise just by a handshake, but now the promises of people it's broken. And so, anyway, God said, I will be honored. I'm just going to say this God is going to be honored. One day, every knee is going to bow, every tongue. That's why you look at people and think, ah, look, I am winning. I am going to get my way. No, they may get their way right now. But one day, one day God is going to get His way. Now notice the second purpose here of God. It says that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. Again, one day the world's going to know Jehovah God is the Lord. The one and only Lord. And so if you're saved today, you ought to rejoice in that. Now, I want you to notice, this is sad. This is a picture of Christians in America today. Notice the response of God's people to this when the Egyptians are coming after them. In verse number 10, beginning with verse 10, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out, Unto the Lord. Now you would say, Wow, well, that's good. You need to cry out to the Lord. No, they weren't crying out to the Lord in faith. Notice how they were crying out to the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone? that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better. Notice what they say here. It had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Where in the world or when did God tell them they were going to die in the wilderness? When did God tell us as people that belonged to him, were redeemed by the blood of Jesus, were in the family of God, when did God tell us he would forsake us? Never told me. Miss Betty, has he told you that he would leave you alone, never take care of you, never provide for you? No, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Yes, the world's dark. Yes, the world's evil. Yes, America is, is, is in ruination right now. But God is still good. God has promised, I will provide your every need. Look. If God can take care of a little girl in Africa that we have never met, if God can impress upon the hearts of his people not to give $1,000, but to give $7,000, don't you think he can take care of us? How many of you, you're wearing clothes this morning, I hope most of you are, praise the Lord. How many of you have eaten within the last week how many of you have been driving around in a nice car? How many of you have a roof over your head? How many of you have shoes on your feet? How many of you, we can go on and on and on. Let me ask you, has God not fulfilled all of His promises to us so far? Amen. He has and He always will. So here, Moses' response to this, to the children of Israel. Notice verse 13. And I love this, quite a leader. He had a backbone. He didn't, he didn't bow down and say, oh, you're right. We should have stayed in Egypt. I, I just know God is, is nowhere around. I don't know what happened to him, but we are, we are in bad shape. Let's just surrender to the Egyptians. Let's go back and become slaves again. Moses said this. I love this. He said unto the people, first of all, fear ye not. Let me remind you, church. In the Christian life, serving Almighty God, the God who created the heaven and the earth. Have you noticed the color of the leaves lately? Guess who did that? Jody, it was not Bob Ross. I told my wife the other day, we were driving, I said, Look, I said, even Bob Ross couldn't do something like that. God does that. Y'all believe God does that? God can do anything He wants. And so in the Christian life, I want to remind you today, you cannot, we cannot live in fear and at the same time in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm asking you today, do you live in fear or do you live in faith? He said, fear ye not. I I love what the Bible says, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And so let me just say, when the enemy is after us, or obstacles, or before us, we need not fear. We just need to trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with 50% of your heart. Is that what the Bible says? Amen. But women keep silent in the church. No, I'm kidding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I'm going to ask you. I'm gonna ask the ladies first. Do you trust In the Lord with all your heart? Amen. Five of you do. That's good. How about you men? Do you trust in the Lord with all your heart? I hope your trust is not in people. I hope your trust is not in our government. I hope your trust is not in religion. Young people, if you want to turn out right and you want to have a life of satisfaction and a life of fulfillment... Trust in the Lord with all your heart. God's good to us. God's promised. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so Moses said, fear you not. And then notice this. Ronnie, your clock is ticking really quick here, okay? Stand still. Now, this is where we fail. Here's where Christians mess up so much. Brother Michael, they want to get ahead of God. You see, sometimes we think we know more than God. Oh, I know how to figure this out. We don't know how to figure this out. But God does. Years ago, I want to share this. Years ago, something, it was a Red Sea. Uh, we needed a Red Sea miracle in our life. Kim and I did for, for our life, for our boys. For it, We just came to a point between the Egyptians and the Red Sea. We said, God, what are you doing? And, and it's always, it's okay to ask God, you know, you know don't, don't ever question His wisdom. Sometimes we question His ways. We had served the Lord faithfully, faithfully, loving every moment of it. But God, what are you doing now? We don't know, we don't know what to do. We don't know, go forward, go backwards. Here's what God told us, stand still. Stop everything. Whoa, stop, stop it all. You wait on me right now. you say, what do you do when you stand still? Here's what you do when you stand still. Brother Drew, you still read the Bible. Amen. just because God puts you between the, the Egyptians and the Red Sea, you don't quit doing the things you know to do. So we kept reading the Bible. We kept praying, Lord, we know you're in charge. just show what whatever. And and here's one thing that gets me about people when God puts them, tries to test them. Many people quit church. Why would you quit church when God is trying to teach you something? That's where, that's exactly where you need to be in church. Man, that's when we needed preaching and teaching of God's word more than any time in our life. So we started <laughs> just saying. No, we're just going to continue to be faithful to church. We, we, we kept uh, telling people how good God is to us. God's good, God's good, God's good. And lo and behold, I'm up here today, uh, opportunity to pastor the greatest church on this earth because we stood still. Just telling you, Brother Mike, we stood still. Sometimes you have to stand still. You just have to wait on the Lord. He says, just keep doing, being faithful to me, but but don't try to figure it out. You can't figure it out, but I've got it all figured out. And then he said this. He said, see the salvation of the Lord. Just see the greatness and the power that's in me. Verse 14, the Bible says, the Lord shall fight for you. Now, I don't know. I don't know what miracle you may need today. I don't know the spot you are where the Egyptians are behind you. The Red Sea is in front of you. But I can promise you this, on the authority of God's word, if you are a child of God, he has promised to take care of you. Um, now, Brother Austin, I'm going to use, in closing, seriously, I want you to turn to Isaiah. We need this today. I'm like Big Al, Forget everything else, but we still need the Word of God, amen? Isaiah 43, and this is better than any kind of bank account, credit card, whatever. Isaiah 43. Look at verse number 2. And, and by the way, this is written to us. This, this is written to us today. Isaiah 43, verse 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Verse 5, fear not, for I am with thee. I'm just telling you this. God is going to take care of us. God will take care of you. Whatever burden you are carrying today, Whatever you are going through today, God has it figured out. God will take care of His own. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. And Christians, I know this was mainly to save people. And even before the invitation, if you have a burden on your heart, something in your life that you need to come to this altar and give it to God, God, I urge you, I urge you right now, step out and come and pray. God is a big God. God is a loving God. God will take care of you if you will just come and give Him that burden this morning. Then if you're here without Christ, if you died today, you don't know for sure that you'd go to heaven. I want you to come. Austin's down here. We'll be glad to take God's Word, show you how to be saved. But this morning, we're not going to sing. We're just going to let people come and just give their burdens to the Lord. You need a Red Sea miracle? God will give it to you if you trust Him with all your heart. So whatever needs you may have, you just come on. There's There's a good altar here. Just leave the Cares of life here with the Lord he's able to see you through so as they play you just come on and let the Lord have his way in your life don't you try to carry that burden you're not big enough the praise the Lord God is the Lord is greater than any problem you will ever have I will ever have his grace will be sufficient for you If you will ask him to give you grace today. So as the Holy Spirit leads, don't let pride stand in your way. Don't you try to figure it out. You just bring it to God today. He will give you grace. He will give you mercy, whatever you need.